Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the FX Scouts uh, Forex podcast um, with Alison and Chris. This is Let's Talk Forex. Uh, this week, we're talking about leverage. It's something we've covered a bit here and there over over the last few months, but um, we thought we'd do a deep dive. I hope you enjoy it. Um, also, go on to mention in the podcast that we're publishing our Forex Broker Awards over the next week or so. So keep an eye on our YouTube channel to see who the winners are. Thanks for listening as always and uh, get in touch. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or you can find our email addresses on fxscouts.com and tradeforexsa.co.za. Thank you. Well, hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, Alison. Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. Uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. How's your week been? Um, yeah, week's been okay uh, so far. It's only, it's only t- is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. I've actually been putting together um, something quite exciting. Every year we do these um, Forex Broker Awards. We give out awards to, to who we consider the best Forex brokers in the world. So we've been putting that together um, the, last, the last few days. We've chosen, chosen the winners. We've got a global Forex Broker of the Year. We've got Best Trading Conditions. Best uh, Forex Trading Innovation, um, the Best Trading Account for Beginners, Best Education and Market Research, Best Customer Service, and the Best Trading Tools. So as I said, we've, we've chosen the brokers, and uh, I think next week we're going to release one winner a day. I think we're probably going to publish that on YouTube. Yes. Um, so if there's any, uh, any brokers listening to this, keep an eye on our, on our YouTube channel and see who, uh, who the winners are this year. Um, yes, yeah. it is exciting. No, it's a fun thing to do. It's a fun thing to do because we work with with um, with a lot of great brokers. But it's really good to single out who we think are the best, you know, and, and put their names up in lights. Um, yeah, and especially considering all the scam brokers and sort of bad brokers you yeah. get these days, having having a list of um, sort of brokers with well defined um, accomplishments or you know areas that they really do well in is is very helpful for traders. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We th- we think so. We think so. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. What have uh, What have you been up to? Uh, yeah. Well, um, working on the awards a bit too, and uh, I had a birthday last week, which was very nice. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thanks. I won't tell you. Twenty two now. Twenty three. Yep. yep. <laughs> 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 Would be nice. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I had a very good time, so it was great. Anyways, oh, that's good. Thanks. Yeah, so today we're going to be discussing a concept that can be quite tricky for beginner traders, um, and we get these questions quite often, so we thought we would highlight leverage today. And we've talked about leverage quite a lot on and off in, in this podcast, uh, but this time we thought we'd go over it in more detail. So we're going to talk about why leverage is important, how leverage creates risk and then we're going to discuss the difference between leverage and margin and we're also going to look at why brokers offer different levels of leverage and then we're going to touch on regulation and why many of the best regulators in the world have banned very high levels of leverage. Yeah leverage is a special and very interesting part of uh, CFD trading it's quite unique Um, it's both essential to making a profit but it's also the reason why CFD trading is so risky. It's uh, you know the main reason that uh, so many beginners uh, wipe out their accounts. 
but at the same time, you know, without leverage, uh, profits uh, would be tiny for most traders, unless you've got huge amounts of capital, you know, like, you know, big institutional investors, banks, etc., who can move around millions, they don't need leverage. But uh, people like you and me, we need leverage. And you'll often hear it described as a, as a double-edged sword uh, for this reason, because you need it, but also it can hurt you if you don't use it right. So yes, yeah, so what is leverage? Um, leverage is borrowing money, borrowing a certain amount of money you need to invest in something. In the case of forex trading, um, it's uh, the money borrowed from usually your broker. And forex traders generally use leverage to profit from the relatively small price changes in currency pairs. So without leverage, forex trading with a small amount of money, you know, like an average retail account, you know, let's say a thousand US dollars or two thousand US dollars, uh, this would not be very profitable because the price movements in forex pairs, especially the major pairs, uh, is so small. Regular listeners will have heard us talk about pips as a measurement of the movement of of of, uh, of price. And in the case of the US dollar, one pip is equivalent to zero point zero 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 one dollars. So it's a it's a really really small amount. And and some of these major pairs are only going to move by a few pips a day, sometimes. Um, so trying to make money with these tiny tiny changes in price uh, with just a few hundred dollars is going to be pointless. I mean, you're not going to make anything. You'll make if you're lucky, you're going to make a few cents. But once you add leverage to the equation. Um, forex traders, even with relatively small accounts, they can build up and, and control a huge amount of money and open up a very large, not very large, but large trading positions. Yeah, and that depends, I guess, on the on the amount of leverage. So the common leverage yeah. levels are thirty to one, um, and especially with regulators um, in the UK, uh, the EU, and Australia, they restrict leverage to thirty to one. And this means that you can borrow 30 times the amount of money that you place on the trade. Um, then there's also 100 to 1 leverage, again, 100 times the amount that you can, you know, you can borrow, 200 to 1 and 500 to 1. So this means that if you have, um, if you place $1,000 on a trade and you have 100 to 1 leverage, then you will be controlling a total trade size of $100,000. And with $100,000, when the price of a forex pair changes, even if it is that small amount that you're talking about, Chris, instead of making or losing $0.10 cents per pip, you will lose $10 per pip. So it's a significant difference. Mm. Um, or make $10 a pip. Or well. make, ten, yes. Mm. So make or lose $10 a pip. Um, <laughs> hopefully not losing $10 per pip. Yeah. Um, so it's important for... Beginners to understand this, that leverage only applies to the trade. Uh, so that's a very important point, point. It does not apply to your entire trading account. So if you have $10,000 in your trading account and you open a trade with $1,000, the leverage will only apply to the $1,000 that you're trading with. Um, yeah. But it's also important to note that this doesn't mean that your trading account won't be affected by leverage if you lose on your trade. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, yes, when we talk yeah. about risk, yeah. We talk about the risk, yes, the risk inherent in the leverage. And it, I, mean, I know a lot of uh, beginners will get confused about the difference between uh, leverage and margin. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to clear that up quickly. Because um, you, you'll often hear CFD trading revered, referred to as trading on margin or margin-based trading. And, and margin is actually, it's relatively simple. It's just another way of defining the amount of leverage that you're borrowing from a broker. So margin is defined in percentage terms. Um, and if you have leverage just now, as you're talking about, you know, we talk about leverage in, in ratios. So if you have a lever leverage of 10 to 1, 
which means you can borrow 10 times the, the amount of money that, um, that, you, that you're placing on a trade, then your margin is going to be 10%. And if you have leverage of 400 to 1, your margin is going to be 0.25%. So the margin amount refers to the percentage of the trade's overall cost required to open the position. So for example, if you're required to deposit 1%, if your margin is 1%, so you're required to deposit 1% of the total transaction value as margin, and you intend to train one standard lot of the USD CHF, which is equivalent to 100,000 US dollars, then the margin required would be 1,000 uh, US dollars. It's 1% of the total 100,000. Yes. And um, just to clarify, we'll, we'll put those, um, well, we'll put the video that sort of visually describes us in the show notes. Yeah, it's a really good idea. It's it's hard to visualize. It's hard to visualize this stuff when you're listening to it on a podcast. But we'll yeah. um, you recorded an excellent video some time back, didn't you? We'll, yeah, uh, we'll so, get that up. Yeah, so I think the video will will help just to you know, I don't know. I'm definitely a visual learner, so for me to see it all in front of me helps me as well. But mm-hmm. um, so as I, as I said earlier, you have to be very aware of your risk with leverage, and we always advise that traders don't use all of their available margin on their trade. So a, trade should only, a, a trader should only use uh, leverage when the advantage is clear. They shouldn't be gambling with, with leverage, basically. No, uh, no, no. Yeah. A very good technical and fundamental analysis behind them when they are making a, a speculation on which direction you know, the price will move. So as an example, if we trade, we just want to get, we find examples are sort of a very good way to picture what's going to happen or picture how, how leverage can be used. So if we trade on an account with 30 to 1 leverage, where we opened a micro lot order, which is $1,000 in value, it works as if we were trading with $30,000 because you multiply the initial deposit by 30. And this would be the equivalent of 3.33% margin. So as you said earlier, Chris, the margin is a percentage of that leverage. And for every pip lost or gain on a micro lot, so this is without leverage, the theoretical loss is 10 cents if traded without leverage. But with leverage, the loss becomes $3. So this means that if the trade goes negative by 100 pips, the trader would lose $300, which is 30% of the initial investment of $1,000 which is a huge percent. So they lose $300 of their thousand, initial $1,000 versus if you weren't trading with leverage, which means you would only lose $10 of that initial $1,000. That's also it sort of puts it in perspective how, how leverage increases your risk. Um, and another example, if the same trader decided to trade with 100 to 1 leverage and open a position of, again, 1,000 USD, the total trading position would be worth $100,000, equivalent to the margin of 1%. Um, Again, if if the trader lost 100 pips, they would then lose their whole trading account. So they would lose the full $1,000. Yeah, they wiped out entirely. It wiped out entirely versus losing the $10 with an unleveraged account. um, Or even, yeah, or 300 with 30%. Yeah, this is the power of leverage, yeah. Exactly. So, if, yeah, as I said, if this sounds a bit confusing, um, we are going to put a link to the visual explanation um, in the show notes. Um, but the general message is that you should be aware that the higher your leverage, the higher your potential losses and profits. Yeah, and this is the thing. I mean, we've talked a lot about risk management before in, in these podcasts, you know. And you mentioned here, you know, that if uh, in this example you just discussed is, um, is a trade going bad to the tune of 100 pips, 
And any any trader with good risk management, even if they were using hundred to one leverage, would have been would have had a stop loss in place. Yeah, you know, they would have they would have they would have incurred a much smaller loss. Mm-hmm. And this is this is really the danger, and we'll get onto this um, in in a minute. Um, but yeah, this is really the danger is is going into leverage trading, especially using high leverage without proper risk management. That's yeah. the real danger here. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. It really is. Um, but yeah, as you said, the general message, you should be aware that the higher your leverage, the higher your potential losses and the higher your potential profits. But it's but the losses part is is the important part to note here, because any losses that you make uh, that are not covered by your margin, these will be taken from your trading account. You know, as I mentioned at the top, at the top of this uh, conversation, this, um, you know, in some cases, entire trading accounts get wiped out by a single bad trade. So just because the leverage that you've taken out on your trade is only affecting that money that you've placed in the trade. That does not mean that the leverage will not affect your entire trading account if it goes if your if your trade goes bad. You can you can and you will <laughs> if you don't have proper risk management in place. Uh, uh, wipe out your account with high levels of leverage. But uh, you know, and as your example illustrated, you know, it's uh, the higher so the lower the leverage. But also the higher the amount of margin required gives you a larger buffer as a trader. And there's a much less lower risk of losing all your money. And this is where the double-edged sword comes in. As we discussed, you know, there's, you know, leverage has the potential to enlarge your profits by the same magnitude. And the greater the amount of leverage that you apply, there's always going to be a higher risk that you're going to take. Yeah, absolutely. So that brings us to how much leverage should you use? And I guess the, the, the short answer is that you should use the amount of leverage that makes you comfortable. But we'd advise that as a beginner trader, you'll probably be more conservative and sort of risk averse in your trading. And in my view, beginners should spend most of their time learning how to avoid losing money rather than worrying too much about making a profit. So in this case, we'd suggest using a lower leverage of, you know, five to one or 10 to one. Um, and once you have more experience with leverage um, and you're looking to make more of a profit and understand how to use technical and fundamental analysis to your, to your benefits and you understand how to put um, you know, the risk management strategies in place, then you could move to leverage of 50 to 1 or 100 to 1. Um, and some, some traders like professional scalpers are more comfortable with even higher, with a much higher level of risk and may even look at level, leverage of up to sort of 400 or 500 to one. Yeah, no, it's true. Professional traders, as you said, professional scalpers and people who use algos, uh, you know, they, they, they can often use leverage. I mean, even higher than that sometimes, you know, 1,000 to one. But these guys really, you know, uh, they know what they're doing and they have really tight risk management in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're when they're doing this, uh, so yeah, definitely, and I think you're right. I think beginners should should focus on basically not losing money while you're learning. Um, yeah, yeah, keep your capital safe, and then and then branch out from there. Yeah, as a beginner trader, I mean, you're 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 obviously going to want to make a bit of money, but you know, when you're in the learning phase, that should not be your your primary concern. It should literally be, you know, just learning how not to to lose that money. Yeah, it's 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 like basic investment advice. Like, I mean, you know, I used to work in financial publications, and you talk to you talk to investment fund managers, you know, and their number one overarching goal is not to make money for their clients. Their number one overarching goal is not to lose their clients' money. Mm. And if you look at it, if you take trading and you look at it that way instead, 
this begins to make a lot more sense. Yeah. You know, your number one goal should be to not lose your money. And then once you've established how to do that, then you can start thinking about how to make money. Yeah. When you look at the percentages of traders that do lose money, when the brokers yeah. publish that on their site, you know, 80 to 90% of traders lose money. So if you're not losing money, you're, you're doing well. Exactly. Get yourself into that, you know, get yourself into the minority for that minority first to not lose money and then and then start thinking about how to make a profit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's good advice. And as you mentioned, I just want to touch briefly on you've mentioned we've mentioned in passing about regulation. Um, you know, leverage can vary as we've as we've discussed. Um, you know, from one to twenty, I think in in Singapore, I think is the limit in Singapore. But then you'll see unregulated brokers uh, will be offering leverage up to one to three thousand. I think I've even seen one to unlimited in some cases, though. Yeah. What that I assume there is eventually a limit. So that depends on the broker and which regulation the broker falls under. Uh, since uh, 2018, regulators in uh, the UK and in Europe, you know, the, these are some of the world's best reg regulators, have introduced leverage restrictions. And this, they did this uh, mainly because so many people were losing, uh, losing so much money, and they realised that a lot of this is down to high levels of leverage. So mm -hmm. as a result, in the UK and Europe now. Um, Regulated brokers uh, in those jurisdictions can only offer a maximum leverage up to 30 to 1 on forex pairs. And um, in 2021, Australia, the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, they followed suit, um, which has caused a bit of an upset among Australian brokers. But it now means that um, yeah, anybody, any broker that's regulated by these jurisdictions will only be able to offer traders 30 to 1. I think that's the case. Um, isn't that not the case for eToro? I think they just came back into the South African market recently. But they're, do, they're onboarding people through the FCA license. So even though you're yeah. in South Africa, I think, I think you can only trade with 30 to 1 leverage yes. on eToro. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they've done. Yeah, but generally for, for traders in Europe, the UK or Australia who are looking to trade with high leverage, they have to find an offshore broker. And offshore brokers are regulated by less, should we call them less lenient, I mean more lenient authorities, more relaxed, such as um, the regulator in the Seychelles, uh, the regulator in the Mauritius, and some. there's a lot of Caribbean regulators too, aren't there, who I think yes. are more relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the Bahamas. Oh well, Bahamas are a little bit more. They're sort of a little bit more strict than than Seychelles and Mauritius, and they restrict leverage to two hundred to one. That's um, right. They did that fairly recently, didn't they? I think they yeah, I think it was sort of middle of last year or in February last year they brought in that restriction. And I know they've also yeah. got restrictions on margin calls and stop out levels as well. They um, brokers have to have a stop out level of of fifty percent. Um, mm -hmm. But then we see other regulators in what, like, um, what is it, uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, St. Kitts and Nevis, and the British Virgin Islands, mm -hmm. you know, who, I mean, you can barely call them regulators in a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh, St. Vincent isn't a regulator, I guess. Yeah, brokers really do take advantage and offer lever leverage of up to like one to 3,000, I think, in, in those cases. Yeah, I was looking at a broker the other day who's uh, regulated. I do that in inverted commas. I've got my fingers up in the air. Um, <laughs> uh, by Vanuatu, which is a tiny Pacific nation. And yeah, and they were offering obscene amounts of leverage as well. But generally, I think we're seeing... Um, so, there's, so yeah, there's also, there's also a, a, you know, a geopolitical aspect to regulation. And it kind of depends where your broker's placed. Uh, as to, yeah, and that's going to change how much leverage you can get. 
Um, but generally, um, I'm not sure if you agree with this, Alison. I think we're moving to a more um, a more lower leveraged world. Uh, mm. Generally, I think a lot of brokers are beginning to follow suit, and I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes more prominent over the next few years. Yeah, and I, th- I think something we haven't covered, Chakras, is is the reason this this leverage is so problematic. Is obviously if you if you put in a very small amount in your trading account. So say you you deposit one dollar and you've got one to three thousand leverage, which is the case with some of our brokers, even our more reputable brokers, um, depending on your region. Um, and the market move again, moves against you by a tiny fraction. Your your trading account's going to be you know stopped out. And with the brokers that don't have very good regulation, such as St. Vincent, um, you're not guaranteed negative balance protection. So you might actually end up owing the broker money. Um, yeah. And this is where this is where people sort of don't realize how how dangerous this can be. Um, yeah. So it can get so, yeah. really dangerous. It can yeah. get really nasty. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can end up broke. You can end up owing yeah broker hundreds. Hundreds of pounds, hundreds of euros, hundreds of dollars, um, just because you didn't really understand what you were doing. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's scary really stuff. So I think this is also why the regulators are, are clamping down, um, and and uh, with all the changes that the South African regulator is implementing at the moment, it's possible that they may also start looking at reducing mm-hmm. leverage levels. You know, with them looking at cryptos and wanting to regulate cryptos, um, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they. No, I wouldn't they, be surprised either if they move in. Yeah, in the next few years. Yeah. So I guess, I guess um, is there anything else that you that you want to talk about in terms of leverage, Chris? No, I mean basically, um, I would just like to say that you know overall, you know, leverage leverage is essential. It's important. Um, you're going to need it um, if you're going to make a profit. But think of it like a, like a very sharp knife. You know, it's excellent at doing what you need it to do. But um, if you don't know what you're doing when you wield it, or if you wield it when um, and you're not paying attention, uh, you're going to hurt yourself. But once you learn how to use it properly and you know how you know the best way to use it, then uh, then you can use it to your advantage. And it can be, and it's an incredibly powerful tool. Yeah, exactly. And smaller amounts of real leverage applied to each trade also affords, you know, affords people more breathing room, and it helps traders avoid the the larger loss of capital. So yeah, our, our thing is to avoid high, very highly leveraged trades. Because, as I said, they will deplete your your trading accounts if, if the the trade goes against you, and you might even end up in the negative and be owing your broker money, which would be terrible. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Um, and also, leverage is usually flexible, so you can sort of change the amount of leverage you you use uh, depending on your broker, and it's something you should always find out. Yeah, exactly. Most brokers will let you change. Yeah, they'll ask you when you when you when you open your account or you. When, when you place a trade, what kind of leverage you want to use. Mm. And, uh, yeah, if you're just starting out, keep it low. Um, and you can still make a very good profit with low leverage. Um, yeah. You know, it just might take a bit longer. But it'll give mm. you the practice you need. Exactly, exactly. Practice mm. makes perfect. And, and you know, as, as, as you say, like, I mean, once you, once you get comfortable with it, then you can start increasing it. But um, don't, don't do that until you're comfortable. So if anybody has any questions, they can send it through to fxscouts.com or tradeforexsa.co.za. And next week, we are going to be chatting to one of our brokers. Hey, Chris? Yeah, that's right. We've got a guest on the podcast, which is uh, exciting. Um, yeah, we're just putting that together now, weren't we? Yeah, so really, a really good chat. Uh, we're talking to one of um, a South African broker. 
which will be a really interesting perspective. It'll be a wide ranging conversation there. We're going to be talking about international and 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 how uh, how forex trading has changed over the last five ten years and and what the future holds yeah. for forex trading as well. Yeah, it should be a really really good chat. I'm looking forward to it. And I think we're going to get quite a good inside view on on the broker's perspective. You know, we always chat from the trader's perspective, but to have a, a perspective from the broker's point of view will be very interesting too. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Really enlightening, eye opening. I think for a lot of people, to see yeah. how the how these how these guys work. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it's going to be fantastic. Really looking forward to that. And I think our I think our listeners will enjoy it too. Cool. Thanks, Chris. No, thank you, Alison. I'll speak to you, speak to you soon. Cheers.